And cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Anna. Yes, you are. <laughs> Who am I? What does it all mean? Um, I don't think you were expecting me to say that. No, I didn't. I <laughs> You're like, like, wait, what'd you say? Oh, shit, I gotta look at my notes. <laughs> What's um, my name again? My name is Andy. That's short for Andy. It True is. story. Yeah. Um, Birth certificate and all. <laughs> right. Uh, how uh, how are we doing this this fine? All right, fine. <laughs> March yeah. day. Uh, March, kind of Marchy March. A little cold and rainy today. A bit, yeah. It's a like there's some sun now, but not quite springtime. Yeah, springtime folly and frivolity and all that. It's a little. I don't know. I don't know. We, I mentioned uh, that I didn't think it was this. It's been this like cold and dreary for that long. But, you know, you refuted that. And I thought about it. And I said, well, I guess I'm used to like getting up in the morning and going into a building mm-hmm. for the entire day and then yeah. coming out. No, I mean, all I all I mentioned was that I was still wearing sweaters this time last year when I would walk dotty. I don't remember. We're coming up in a matter of days. Yeah, almost well, a year. Yeah. March 15th will be like the last date where we drank in a bar. And even yeah. that we didn't, we were like un- uneasy about. So we went yeah. home really fast. Yeah, because everyone was still kind of, you know, wondering what was going on. There was like a handful of cases and up to that point, it had all been speculative, at least as my work was concerned. And it'll be interesting to go back and listen to like the first few episodes. Um, to that, how unsure we were about everything. Yeah, because it was we we, we didn't have a lot of information. I mean, we we knew basics, and we knew that there was a thing right. that was going to be a thing, but we we didn't know what. To what degree, to what extent, what, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we were kind of supposed to do. It was kind of like we were preparing for, you know. Two like weeks. A, like, yeah, a s- snow shut in or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess, um, you know, it being a year since the pandemic began, but also that means um, it's been a year since we started this podcast almost. Yes. So it'll be a podcast anniversary. Yeah, almost. Um, we can, I guess we can sort of start celebrating today and maybe continue next week since it's sort of when was a do we I think it was March um 16th or 17th Mm. one of those and we were just I think we were just so excited uh, we, we did like multiple yeah we did week. like every couple of days <laughs> because yeah. we're like oh ooh, ooh. I want to talk about um, this you know, we have skipped a couple here and there in that Correct. time due to unforeseen circumstances or like um, technical so, difficulties. But, you know, that means that right now we are on episode 47, 47. of so Homebound that, Happy Hour. Yes, that's the name of this podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Uh, well, welcome. Come one, come all to Homebound Happy Hour. Happy Hour. We're um, having another another happy hour at home mm-hmm. um, hope to it's in the name have more of our friends 
vaccinated and 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 selves getting to the point where we're comfortable maybe maybe um seeing other vaccinated people venture yeah venturing i don't know we'll I'm, see. I'm nervous still we'll but, see you know i i have um, been speaking of going going out going to bars we have a special treat today yes so since we can't go bar hopping visiting our favorite bartenders we brought the bartenders to you <laughs> there are five of them a mult a multiple of friends that uh that joined us to talk about some bartendery stuff this week not too serious it's not like you know extra crafty bartender uh pretentious like smoking cocktails or anything like that but right. you know we talked about some fun stuff and we wanted to share that with everybody um they each had a chance to share a um a fun drink with us mm-hmm. and what what did we drink this week anything uh, special um not okay so I it mean, was kind of special in in the sense of every drink is special it is <laughs> so we like many bartenders i tend to not just go for like fancy craft cocktails when i'm out i like the simple pleasures like a vodka soda and i know we've talked about this before but the drink we used to always drink before um we did the low carb lifestyle um was a vodka soda with fresh squeezed grapefruit juice Mm -hmm. and honestly it didn't have to be fresh squeezed but that is what i made for andy and myself this week and the pictures came out so cool like the sun behind the ruby yeah. red grapefruit and all that it looks like it's glowing so happy to share that but that also means there's no um instructional video this week also no you can just i think it has three you ingredients just you can figure it, it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think you just did it right now yeah <laughs> vodka soda grapefruit um so yeah so that's what we had and um you know our friends made some other things some that's short enough to do a ticking talk for <laughs> that's true you're right we could do a ticking talk mm-hmm. speaking of badass bartenders though um andy was just recommended on instagram to yes. follow the vfw of mission valley yes which um many people may or may not know my grandma or actually my godmother but i always called her grandma worked there for a number of years until fairly recently she she bartended until she was like 90 there uh, after she no longer worked at the establishment where she met my parents. Um, yes, they don't. Uh, they don't have a profile picture. I don't. I didn't re- actually click on me. it. Um, but I mean, it's good that they're. I mean, something tells me they don't have a social media person. That's specifically for their marketing department. Well, one of our friends of the podcast, I remember, was trying to work with them on a, again, not really an advertising, but just trying to help them get the word out. But I don't know if that person is still um, involved with them. I don't think they are. I don't think so either. But Because um, that person uh, came to visit me at work a few weeks ago and told me about some other projects going oh, on. So yes. Um, shout out, you know who you are. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks for listening. We we don't want to out you. Yeah. Um. Well, we've got. Um, yeah. All right. We are joined now by the infamous Ryan Roots, bartender extraordinaire. Infamous. He, yeah, very infamous. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know, they know. Um, Ryan is an amazing bartender that I've had the pleasure of knowing for many years and um, is also kind of famous for his mustache. <laughs> well, thanks. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> Thank you so um, much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so like, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, your experience in the bar industry. Sure, I'd love to. Um, this is my first podcast, so I'm super excited. Um, I've been bartending for about 18 years. Um, that ages me, gosh. But <laughs> I started in San Diego. I've lived in San Diego since college and decided I didn't like what I was doing for college. So I decided to bartend and I've loved it ever since. Um, I've worked at a couple gay bars. I worked at a punk rock bar, which I had the, oh, I'm going to use it, the infamous Ryan Roots Cocktail Club. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could drink with me all day, then um, you would get discounted drinks and I would engrave your name on a vintage glass. It would sit up on the wall for every time you came in. Um, I still I played- have mine. <laughs> you look good. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and people, people still hit me up with, "Oh, look at I just found my glass." Yep. And I'd play John Waters movies, which were kind of avant-garde and crazy. We'll say um, it was a blast. Everybody it was like a family there, and I just kind of kept it on going. You know. Yeah, and um, um, you wanted to feature a drink today that highlights one of the uh, special nights where you currently work, right? Yeah, I would love to actually. Um, I'm currently, I, I, I can, I can do a little promo, right? Yep. Um, cool. Uh, I'm currently at Hive Sushi. It's um, 1409 C Street. Um, it's in East Village. I've been there for a few years now. Our sushi is phenomenal, and our drinks are even better. Um, and so we have. I'm going to do. Um, we have on Mondays we do five dollar mules, Moscow mules, and so that's the drink I'm going to highlight today. Um, awesome. It's just a classic staple drink that most people know because it's served in a copper cup. Um, It originated in Russia and they served in the copper cup because it kept the drink really cold. Um, Since copper is expensive now, they've kind of cheapened the process of making the copper cup. So it's just on the outside. Um, But if you can find a real copper cup, like it's golden, like don't sell it. It's golden. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, it's it's copper. It's copper. It's, I said. <laughs> yeah, there's so many um, variations of that cup, and and people like to steal them from bars too, which is you know you gotta. Oh, keep it. I used to. Um, I brought in my own back when I was at Ruby Room, and you would have to leave me your ID if you wanted a Moscow Mule because I didn't want you stealing my cup. Yeah. So if, if you were gonna take my cup, I was gonna take your ID. Yeah. So, uh, so I still have my, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, explain to us how you make that. Oh yeah. So I still have my original set that it's from the sixties. Um, and so the way I like to make it, um, is you can use any variant of spirit, but it's mainly made with vodka. 
So you want to put two ounces of vodka in the copper cup with some ice. Um, I take one whole lime and cut it in half, and then I'll squeeze the lime in there. I do four dashes of Agostura bitters and half an ounce of simple syrup. And then all you have to do is top it off with ginger beer. There's so many variants out there of ginger beer right now. Um, so it's really hard to say what my favorite one is because some of them are more bitter. Some of them are a little spicier. Some of them are sweeter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just like have to the, test them out. The Bundaberg and like the cock and bull, those are both really popular, but they're a little pricey. Yeah, I really, I think my favorite is probably the Bundenberg, um, but there it is um, more on the pricey side, but it has this like really too. nice, yeah, and it has a nice aroma to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my favorite one to use. So then you just top off the cocktail and it doesn't even need a stir or a shake or anything. Um, that's why it's my favorite to make because it's super easy and it always comes out perfect. Um, you can still taste the alcohol but like with the aroma with the ginger beer really just adds a nice flavor to it i actually my favorite variation of this is made with tequila i'm a big tequila fan um and it still adds those nice levels to the cocktail um you can do it with bourbon you can do it with brandy you can do it with rum um, with gin and it all just blends so nicely together and then you just garnish it with a wedge of lime and there you go there you have it. Yeah, it's yeah. A classic Those are always cocktail. good. Oh, they're the best. Like, yeah. and especially during the summer. I mean, it's they're refreshing and crisp, and just they're on point. Yeah, I have I have made you a few tequila mules in the yeah. in the recent history. <laughs> one one too many. That five dollar <laughs> mule special at the high is the way to go. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks for sharing that. I did have one final question to ask you, which is okay. uh, what, in your opinion, is the strangest drink that anyone has asked you for? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> okay, here's a good one. So when I was working at the Ruby Room back in the day, they had this, it was called Fashion Whore, and it, and it was kind of an upbeat, all these young kids would come in and you never know what they wanted. So one time this young kid asked me for, well, they were all over 21, obviously, but I was older at the time and, you know, mm-hmm. for an LA sewer water. Oh, and I looked at the kid, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, you don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like the trendiest thing right now at LA sewer water. And I'm like, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> so like, really, like, really, you want to drink LA sewer water? Gross. So what it was, it was just an Long Island, and then you put a little bit of Chambord in it, and so it made it this murky brown color, and it looked disgusting. But they, I sold them all night long, and they loved it. Like, <laughs> and it got them good and boozy, you know. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. I, yeah, I mean, uh, Long Island with some Chambord. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably um, the craziest one that they had. That. There's like a variation of that where you can add blue curacao also. And I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can... Then it becomes a Grateful Dead. Oh, blue okay. I didn't know that. Well, and there's the speaking I mean, of LA area. The Beverly uh, Hills, I yes, see. Yeah, that we were introduced to. It's the, <laughs> the what? It's the Beverly Hills iced tea. Um, oh. 
it's a Long Island, but instead of Coke, it has champagne. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, <laughs> one it's, is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like one, and it's no. like, it's more than a martini strength. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a hangover waiting to happen. Yeah. And I think that it has in our history yeah, <laughs> with that, that drink. Yeah. If I, I haven't had a long up since. Well, I'm we sorry, Andy, what? Top no, shelf no, Long Islands at our house. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. We'll, we'll still we have two of them. And, it's like a running joke down with us. The, <laughs> the top shelf Long Island. Because it's a garbage yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. But uh, they, they get you good and buzzy. That is very so, true. There's probably a new variation out. You know, everybody should reach out and let us know, huh? Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you so much for joining us today. You can see Ryan over at Hive Sushi Lounge in the East Village for Mule Mondays. Joining us now, we have our good friend, Amy P. Yeah. She was the officiant at our wedding. Yes. I know. Oh, I love it. She so married fun. us and also a fantastic bartender friend of ours. So, um, so Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into bartending, how long, etc. Um, you know, it always, um, starts off as, you know, you kind of work in a restaurant and then, um, you know, you just kind of progress your way up. Like a lot of people try and think they go to bartending school and that's how you get a job. And that's like the complete opposite. Honestly, I've managed a restaurant. And when people came in with that, like resume, I would just kind of laugh and push it aside. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But originally I started honestly, like really getting into bartending, probably I worked at this club in this town up in Northern California called Walnut Creek. And it was kind of a um, mixed club at the time. You could do like karaoke one night, country one night, you know, every night's a different night. Right. And I remember the bartender always um, getting upset when you would just come and order drinks just randomly. You know, I need a strawberry daiquiri, a beer, a wine, a vodka soda, a Jack and Coke, you oh, know. Out of order. And mm. out of order, right? <laughs> so he actually taught me quite a bit about um, how to order drinks um, from a bartender and what to expect as a bartender from your, you know, cocktail waitresses to make it efficient for yourself as well as, you know, um, everyone around you, you know? So that that club experience actually helped me kind of um, enjoy the experience of bartending and kind of like want to get into that and, and watching all the dollars drop that way too, right? You know, I mean, they come up, order a drink and order, you know, here's a dollar, right? I'm, I'm bringing a tray of drinks, you know, 20 deep and here's a dollar, you know? And I was like, hmm, something's afoot with this. <laughs> So I was like, I think I want to be on that side of the situation, you know, so that kind of was the start of my learning knowledge and kind of moving into the bar career situation, you know, and I worked at a brewery for a long time, too. Um, So, you know, the passion about like making beer and brewing and stuff like that kind of got a bug on me as well. Um, And we had a full bar. So it was a great opportunity to expand on uh, lots of knowledge in that way. So that's kind of how I started, I suppose, bartending and 
it just sort of sticks with you, you know? It's uh, one of those things that you just, you can't uh, seem to get away from it. (laughs) Whether it's the money or sometimes the people or, you know, I mean, I can shake down some attitude at people too that like I would never (laughs) be able to get away with normally. (laughs) I I certainly have watched you command a bar line in my history with you. So I know that's possible, but you do it with such ease and like, like you never make them feel like you're yelling at them. You just, you just joke with them, you know? Yeah. Like, what are you and doing, I, man? <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like, come on, get it together. Why is your wad of cash in your freaking pocket? Get it out. Like get it situated. What are you doing? Dropping fives on the ground. Like, come on. Like people just, <laughs> just uh, get it together. You know? But like your delivery is always like so gentle. And like, I think that's something that I strive for that I I don't know if I've quite attained in my history is like, cause my voice sometimes can be a little monotone. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) I've definitely like looked up to you as a fellow bartender before for that reason. Um, I appreciate that. Cause I mean, this is, um, you know, we're about making money. So like in a way, like read the customer, like in any kind of service job, you know, and there's a way to talk to each kind of person, you know? And I think over the years I've, I've finessed a, a way to talk to a wide range of clientele because I've had diverse, um, jobs in that way, you know, young crowd, older crowd, you know, kind of different, um, ethnicities and backgrounds and so you know you got to take all those things into consideration when you're like joking around or talking to people and you know um you can't just always go hard you know some things have to be (laughs) a certain way (laughs) and I mean we're in the business to make money you know so like that's you don't want to take away from your pocketbook by being a bitch you know (laughs) (laughs) or saying the wrong thing (laughs) that is very true um So, uh, so what drink did you choose for us today and why did you choose it? Okay. I chose, um, a cherry limeade today, um, because, um, you know, back in 2000, probably six, um, I started going to spring training in Arizona. And so I feel this is a fitting time for this drink, right? Because we got baseball coming up and, you know, um, during that time, there's this, uh, restaurant in, Tempe called uh, Rustler's Roost. And it's a great like uh, kind of country bar that overlooks like all the whole valley. It's beautiful. And I remember going in there and it was like, oh God, we were at the baseball game all day. It was just hot, drinking beers, you know? And I was like, I just want like kind of like a nice refreshing drink, but not, you know, something too sweet. Um, but you know, something that's like gonna go down good. <clears throat> And they had a cherry limeade on the menu. And this brings back a little of my um, like childhood in a way, way too, because I remember, um, you know, these drinks that um, you could get at like, uh, you know, like a Sonic type uh, mm-hmm. restaurant, you know, like one of those drive through with the ice and they'd mix you all these different kinds of sodas, you know? Yeah. And I remember cherry limeade being like so yummy, you know? And mm-hmm. when that drink was on the menu, I was like, awesome cherry limeade and it has vodka great I want that (laughs) (laughs) and you know they put it in a mason jar with all the crushed ice and I just it stuck with me for like a long like a long time honestly I I, uh, 
I make that drink quite a bit for, like I said, many people who um, they want something fruity, even though it kind of does have a sour aspect to it, it can still, you can make variations on it to make it more sour or a little bit more fruit forward. Um, and uh, so years pass now, right? And then me and my friend Didi are in uh, Vegas. And we're, you know, doing the Vegas thing and we roll up on the Luxor bar and lo and behold, on the menu at the Luxor is a cherry limeade. And I was like, well, goddamn, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing it back, you know, like, uh, and it was the most, it was probably the best cherry limeade I've I've ever experienced at a bar because I'll ask at you know certain bars to make it and you know bartenders look at you like what are you what are you talking about especially uh in California you know it's it's not that common here to have that beverage so I like to spring that on people and like I said it's super simple um back in the 2000s also right vodka um came out with so many flavored vodkas mm -hmm. you know they were coming out with um you name it banana and chocolate and strawberry and I don't know birthday cake and cotton candy, <laughs> you know, whatever flavor. And so they had this cherry um, one at my work. Uh, and I think at the time it was three olives, right? Which I'm not promoting I'm, them by no means. I'm familiar with that cherry vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember that the rep came in and had given me a couple of those, like a cherry, a cucumber and a, a citrus one. And I remember we were all kind of like, what do we make? And I was like, I mean, cherry limeade. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, you can, um, if you can substitute the um, cherry vodka with the citrus vodka also. It can kind of go like either way like that, depending on where fruit forward you want to go or how citrusy you want to go. Um, because, you know, when you come to the ingredients, um, you know, you, you're going to add cherry juice at some point. Um, so I feel like if people can't find cherry vodka, you can always go the citrus route or regular, you know, I mean, if you're really desperado times on that, but I think <laughs> flavored vodka definitely adds the essence or you can make it like you did, um, you know, you're infused. Um, if you really, you know, are feeling like, you know, ambitious with some sort of cherries, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not sure. I've never done a cherry infusion. I'm not Me sure either. how the cherries would go in that route, but, um, you Maybe know, we'll it one. could be, yeah, I was going to say it could be a, a an experiment. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you make this cherry limeade? So, um, I do, I like the two ounces of cherry and I actually like Grey Goose, um, the cherry noir, oh, yeah. um, is my preferred vodka in that, um, range. And then, um, lime juice, uh, fresh squeeze is preferable always, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can use, I would say probably like the, the roses lime juice is probably going to give you the best, um, artificial flavor than, um, you know, like first call or any of those other like processy ones um and then you know top it off with some sprite and then um either grenadine or cherry juice from the uh, maraschino cherries um but i wanted to tell you that i've just recently been using these um i wanted to show you i know nobody else can see it but these um italian cherries are you familiar with these no Ooh. No. But they look okay, like fancy cherries, like we've been talking about fancy cherries. Yeah. Um, so I saw that on your. Uh, Does that say you know, Amaro? 
Yeah, the Amaro. And um, uh, so it's like the Italian version of the Luxor, basically. Um, And they're a little, they're a little bit more rich and more syrupy. Um, So I like that for this particular (laughs) drink. (laughs) So I like that for this. Did I say it wrong? Is that what I did? (laughs) No. No, oh. he said, wow, because those are rich and syrupy already, oh. the Luxardo ones. Yeah, no, these are, they're from same, in that same. In the family. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like these cherries are a little more, um, I don't know what the word I want to use, softer. Okay. Mm. Um, the, the, the Lidor are a little more dense. Yeah. Harder, I guess. Um, so um, these are a little bit more soft. I guess okay. is the best way I can describe it. But I love, I, I actually used these on a friend the other day. Um, she wanted a tequila soda splash of squirt. And I actually put a little bit of this uh, cherry juice and then that cherry on top. And she was like, whoa, <laughs> that was tasty. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, you got to use these cherries in uh, different ways you know, they're not cheap, first of all. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're making a nice, good cocktail, like, you know, like you guys have been doing with using, you know, higher end ingredients or looking for just a, even, you know, like I said, this drink is pretty simple and, you know, this just elevates it a little, a little bit just to mm-hmm. add that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> Love some of that. So, yeah. And I mean, like I said, these ingredients are, are pretty simple. Um, I mean, you could do a variation, like I said, at the citrus vodka, do like lime juice. Um, you can even do a lemonade or a little sweet and sour and soda water if you are not like into Sprite or something like that. So, you know, you definitely want to, you know, play with that little sour part of it to your liking. Um, but I definitely think that's a, uh, something like I said that I use for a lot of girls who like don't want all those juices but they want something kind of sweet um even though there's like that kind of little sour kick to it um it's almost like you could call it a uh like a dirty Shirley kind of in a way oh yeah um so I have some memories with that drink but you know this has that you know memories I guess (laughs) so yeah i think if you if you take the sprite out because the sprite can be a little like you know syrupy and sugary Mm -hmm. um i like to add just like i said just like maybe a little fresh sour and some soda and then the uh fresh um cherry juice and it's it's banging for um this like springtime kind of drink i feel like i've seen you make this before oh i have definitely are we work together yeah yep um because we had the cherry noir at work yeah. Yeah, we did. I think like they discontinued it for us, but we yeah. did have it for a while, like a year or so. Yeah. So I like to stay away from grenadine. Um, honestly, if you, you know, are going <laughs> to make it at home, <laughs> um, you know, use the maraschino cherry juice or, you know, yeah. something, you know, just to elevate it, uh, just a smidge out of, the, out of that category, you know, just my personal opinion. Um, that sounds great. Your cherry limeades, uh, and (laughs) your story about finding it at the other place. (laughs) It was great. Um, what is, I just wanted to know, like, what is the like oddest drink that someone has ever asked you to make for them that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, no. So this one always gets me and I, I know people have probably heard it and, you know, bars and clubs and whatever, but this guy comes up and says he wants a gorilla fart. 
And so I was like, I don't, is that a joke? Like, are you going to like fart in your hand and throw it in my face? Or like, is this a real drink? (laughs) (laughs) These are things we do go through, by the way. Like, you know, I mean, random people come up and say stupid stuff and like, have you ever had or have you ever experienced? And then they're like, you know, taking their tops off and, you know, pulling down their pants. And you're like, what, dude? No. (laughs) So this is not that kind of establishment. (laughs) you've gone to the wrong bar dude Uh, so i i still don't know what's in this drink honestly (laughs) um i think it's a hodgepodge of this horribleness um and uh, it reminded me because my brother lives in alaska and um up there they have their um they have an alaskan drink and it's called the duck fart um are you familiar with this um i don't know how to make it but i have heard of it yeah, so I think um, I want to say it's a Crown Royal and Bailey's mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. just those two, I think, is the, that sounds is right. the nation. I, I'll have to look it up again, but which is sad because I went to Alaska and I should remember this and my brother talks about it all the time. So what <laughs> is very the, upset. the gorilla fart is just the same thing, but with banana? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> think it has banana in it. <laughs> I don't think banana is involved at all. I think it's just, like I said, just a mix of horrible like whiskeys and um, something else I can't remember. <laughs> Some uh, cocktails are regional, obviously. Like mm-hmm. um, I remember multiple times, like, oh, I went to the East Coast and I wanted a uh, like a cactus cooler, right? Um, and so they are not familiar with this drink. That's That's not something oh, yeah. they do there you know, here that's like, you know, surfer on acid or, you know, um, familiarities of your region, you know, and then people will come over and who knows that guy probably was from, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Iowa or something. Mm-hmm. When you <laughs> no, still have like, horrible. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> plenty of customers that will be like, oh, I had this one drink at this one time in this yeah. one place. Can you yeah. make that? And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and a lot of restaurants rename a, a drink, you know, oh, yeah. like, um, you know, it could be uh, a lava flow and they called it, you know, a, right, you know right, right, right. A, a fuzzy bing bong. I don't know. <laughs> mm, that's probably mine. That's I'm going to go crazy. order a fuzzy bing bong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and my favorite customer is actually the one who um, like pulls up their phone with the uh, bartender guide, you know. And it's like, can you make this, um, you know, whatever, uh, purple schmurple purple? And you're like, dude, that's like, you know, come on. Like, like that's like taking Julia Child's like book out and being like, make me Coco Vaughn. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody has you truce at a bar or like, you know, green anything or red whatever you know <laughs> stoplights and stupid shots that don't make any sense <laughs> not at a bar but we do have chartreuse at home yeah well there are a lot of um more you know old school cocktails that come with that or oh, yeah. i mean even uh I love the last are, word like saint germain too that's like not um i mean it's common more now over the last probably eight years but I mean, 10 years ago, St. Germain was like, what is that? Who knows about that? And right. Elderflower and, you know, all these things people do with the bitters and stuff. Like that's all in the last, you know, 10 plus years the coming fact. back. 
yeah the craft mm-hmm. cocktails you know, which yeah. i love so much you know definitely i'm a sucker you know it's like on a, on a drink menu if it's like oh lavender essence with you know some sort of gin and flowers i'm like yes bring mm-hmm. it and it <laughs> comes like smoking with like you know stuff in it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we were in vegas one time after the chair uh concert and she has like this little bar outside of the mgm uh, where she was doing her show and they had these great like glassware that were like um, one was like sculpted like a pigeon one was like in this like box that like smoked one was like oh, wow. looked like a um what do you call it um uh, like a like a light you put into your like light socket <laughs> a bulb like a light bulb yeah. oh i've seen yeah i've seen those yeah they had such creative glassware to go with the cocktail as well. So, of course, you see this, you know, bird coming by that looks all pretty with, you know, a pink whatever in it. You're like, oh, what's that? I want that. Of course mm-hmm. I want that. <laughs> Make it pretty and everybody wants one. Right. <laughs> Even it's if like, it tastes like shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Yeah, totally. Definitely. It was uh, my pleasure to come and have a chat with you guys, especially, you know, alcohol is always a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are joined now by Nico Diaz, a.k.a. Crafty Bartender, who is actually building a cocktail right in front of us. So, if you want to just go ahead and describe that for everybody. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. And thanks for having me on here, Anna. Much appreciated uh, to have you. For sure. Um, so basically, it's a, it's like a gin. It's like a Southside, uh, kind of, in that it's gin-based uh, with some lime. And then the syrup, though, is uh, cucumber and rosemary-based. Oh, that sounds great. That's really delicious. And it's and really the- green, too. <laughs> Uh-huh. And the gin I'm using is Blue Coat, uh, which is a very citrus-forward American dry gin out of Philadelphia, uh, where, where is also where I'm based. And uh, I'm their digital brand ambassador. So that gin is close to your heart. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool story, like how you got into that, because you were kind of traveling for a bit, yeah? Yeah. So I was a, a traveling bar manager for a while, and um, which is what would also bring me out to the West Coast uh, for work. And um, my son was getting into high school at the time and living out of a suitcase nine or 10 months out of the year just was no longer feasible, you know? Um, so I wanted to stay local and... So I took a job consulting and managing, um, well, consulting and managing separately, you know, Um, and then um, that just kind of led to me then um, accepting a position as a head bartender for Iron Chef owned fine dining place out in the suburbs of Philadelphia in New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is technically my home. (laughs) <laughs> so I work out of Philadelphia, but I live in New Hope. And um, then from there, I was a beverage director of another place. And then the pandemic hit. So, you know, that just 
it was rough for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. our entire getting um, suplexed. And um, I received an email from TikTok <laughs> and they had, um, they'd found my content and they went to on Instagram, they went to my website and then they sent me an email and they uh, appreciated the educational bent to my content. And they explained that they were building out their educational community to compete less with Instagram and more with YouTube. And in order to do that, they needed educators. And in order to do that, they had to incentivize it. So they hired um, a thousand of us and we are contracted creators through the Creative Learning Fund. Um, That's opened up some unbelievable doors for me. One of which led me directly to um, the hometown brand, <laughs> you know, uh, Blue Coat. Yeah, and it was I, I told you before, a friend of mine loves that gin. She lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Right. Well, so it's, um, that really is a, like a, an interesting vignette too, in that the love that I have for Blue Coat preceded my affiliation with them and by a long shot. So as a local bartender and menu developer, I would constantly get Blue Coat, like use Blue Coat and promote Blue Coat because it's just an excellent gin. It's um, high, um, high value, high you know quality, I should say, low cost. So it competes price-wise with the beef eaters and tango rays, uh, but it's a craft spirit and, um, and it's citrus forward too. So meaning that we're typically in London dry styles, you find a 10 to one typically uh, juniper to citrus ratio. And what Andrew and Aaron and the blue coat team early on, what they pinpointed is that most Americans when enjoying gin and tonics, also enjoy that with a lime wedge squeezed in there and then dropped in there. They like that little extra citrus. So mm-hmm. the idea was, well, how do we eliminate that step? Um, so there is this slight perception of sweetness to that, that the citrus provides without any additional sugars being added. So um, it's very versatile and at 94 proof, it stands oh, up. Oh wow! Yeah, it stands up really well to modifiers. You know, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. So, because I was using so much blue coat in my content, they started sending me packages and gifts, thank yous. You know, um, because they appreciated the content, and um, so from there, a relationship was forged. An organic relationship was forged because anytime I would create content using them they would in turn share it on their Instagram stories and I would get a new small cluster of gin specific cocktail enthusiasts in Philadelphia. In other words, like my direct (laughs) demographic, you know? Um, And so there was, yeah, that relationship that was born of that. And then I started receiving, like uh, I started going there, uh, through the United States Bartenders Guild for some workshops. And um, once 
I met them in person, there was just this um, kind of open door policy, like, hey, anytime you want to come down here, Nico, you know, shoot content, feel free. And additionally, you should never be paying for blue coat. So here, like take this mother load and uh, which was super generous of them. And then I proposed to the owner that, hey, like, look, I actually would love to come to work for you as a brand ambassador. And um, and I just kind of unpacked everything, like what I'd been doing with TikTok, how I see that role. And you know, Anna, what I really admire so much about him and about the team there is they're, they are not the largest company that I've been dealing with over the last year. Um, but the other companies, they also appreciated the things I did. And they also sent me gifts. And if you go on my TikTok, you'll see a ton of unboxings and stuff like that. But when it came time to hire me, it was the same old like listen, there's an industry-wide hiring freeze. We love you. Let's touch base, you know, next spring. And whereas the owner, um, Andrew Awerda, the, the, uh, the founder of Blue Coat, he, um, he had the vision. And he said, you know what? Let's, let's treat this as a proof of concept. And uh, so I activated Blue Coat on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I, I I run that account and I, you know, I'm responsible for the content. Um, and I created, we created, we as a team created social proof throughout the platform that has been pretty astounding. Last week during a meeting, you know, we had to really kind of nail down analytics and things of that nature, because at the end of the day, it's a business and you want to see, understand like what metrics and return on investment and what have you. And we generated 5.3 million impressions on TikTok in two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It just and goes so, to show like you got to have the heart too. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to have some tenacity and that's, you know, oftentimes that's, that's what I, I, I try to um, encourage younger bartenders. You know, I'm a little long in the tooth. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not green. Same. <laughs> You know, so I, I always try to encourage young bartenders to push the envelope, advocate for yourself, you know, create opportunities for yourself where there are none. Uh, that's really what I've done. Yeah, that's Sometimes, incredible to hear. Yeah, with varying results. There have been times, some things that have really landed well for me. And then there have been some like utter fails. And it's just to be expected. Um, now, if you'll excuse me, I am going to go to shake up your drink. <laughs> you have like a, a shaking process I've seen in your videos the where you start out kind of slow and smooth. Yes. And then so, go into the quicker motion. Yeah. So the make so there's a, there's a reason for that. Um, when I make sour type cocktails, um, I like to get as much um, aeration as possible. So I like to do that with a large, shake it up with one large rock. And, uh, so first I like to round, like kind of like that rounded motion, just to chill everything down, get the dilution started, round the edges of the big cube a little bit, you know, and once you can hear it, that it starts rolling around a little bit then just beat it up, you know, and you just get really good aeration like that. So 
I, I kind of talked about that a little bit in my last video last week with the Manhattan about, you know, stirring versus shaking and all that. And it's all about like the dilution. Oh, sure. Oh yeah. I mean, that's an entire, that's entirely different kind of deep dive too. When you get into uh, oh, yeah. shaking cocktails and cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's beautiful. It's like oh, a it's nice, like spring green color with like a little foam on top. Yes, ma'am. It's delicious. Um, oh yeah, it is damn good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know obviously you're not in a bar anymore, but one of the things that I am, I, well, I mean, you work for like in their distillery, right? Oh, no, no, I'm also a bartender three nights a week at Via La Custa. Oh, and I didn't know that. USA Today last month, they uh, they called us the seventh best new restaurant in America. Amazing. Wow, you're just like moving on up all over the place. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been busy. So, uh, so one of the fun little things I've been throwing at our guest bartenders this week is what is the strangest cocktail request you think you've ever had? that you can recall. That's a, that's a good one. Um, to that, I'm, and I'm curious to hear the answers of <laughs> everyone, uh, your <laughs> other guests. Uh, for me, I will say this, it's kind of a, um, a lot of, a lot of guests who know me, they kind of, they enjoy the, um, like putting the challenge to me. Mm -hmm. So it's just like tequila stirred, you know, like, gin citrus shaken like and i just you know so i get so much of that that that's really what i find um not challenging like in a bad way like challenge like that's the challenge i i actually really enjoy right um yeah i mean i've been asked to make a commonwealth before but that's pretty much just like that's like a Weisenheimer request, you know, like <laughs> a commonwealth. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to, let me, let me see if I can source these, like, you know, 15 million ingredients for this cocktail. Thanks buddy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the commonwealth? Um, so it, yeah, it's, a it's, cocktail, it's a cocktail that requires um, ingredients, some really rare, weird ingredients from every single country that was ever part of the British Commonwealth. <laughs> like, so from like all around the world. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look into that. I, you know, <laughs> I actually, I will do that next after we hang up today. Um, well, thank you so much for uh, coming and talking about uh, Blue Coat for one and what you're doing in Philadelphia. We really appreciate having you on. And um, our listeners can find you on TikTok. I will give you a tag. Thank you. And on Instagram yeah. as well. It's the same, uh, same username. Yeah, I really enjoy watching your videos too. So thank you. I appreciate right. it. Thanks again. And thanks for having me. Cheers. All right. Welcome, Jen. Hi. <laughs> former guest of the podcast and the yep. only repeat guest today. Um, nice. Yeah. So Jen <laughs> is a bartender friend of mine. Let's talk a little bit about um, 
you and how long you've been bartending, things like that. Um, so I started um, bartending, <laughs> this is going to age me, um, about 15 years ago, 15 to 20. I want to say I was cocktailing about five of those years and then the rest was more leaning towards getting behind the bar. Um, but cocktailing really is the connection between the guests and the bartender. And so I learned a lot about drinks and how to pour and, um, how to, you know, talk to guests, um, how to monitor guests. So, um, I think I would say about 20 years total. Um, and that, you know, there was increments of like space in between there, but if I had to add up all those years, that's probably about how much experience I've had behind the bar. Uh, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to tell you, um, that many of those years was in a setting, not like a dive bar setting. It was more a restaurant bar where, um, one restaurant was borderline like a Chili's. Um, another one was like a Mexican cantina. Um, and my job right now is more of like a semi-fine dining um, atmosphere. So I've had a little bit of everything, but not like a straight up dive bar bartender um, where you just sit there and you can talk to guests, you know, all mm -hmm. day long, or they could tell you your problems. You know, I've, I've, I've always been in a fast paced environment. So a little different. Well, that's good. That means you, you know how to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, th I think I yeah, do. I know. I've, I've seen you perform. <laughs> um, I know. So, right, right next to me. <laughs> so what, what drink did you choose and why did you choose it? Um, it's a, it's very, a little cliche, but I picked a margarita. And the reason behind that is because a, um, I come from a family of tequila lovers um, and they all cherish a really nice tequila. Um, all my family, they sip tequila. They don't shoot tequila. They look and they scout out the newest tequilas. Um, they always fall back to Don Julio products, but um, a margarita in our family is what I make for my fiance all the time. So it's a home recipe. Um, and I think it's become a lot worse in the bar industry these days, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the way I make it is not how I get it in the restaurants and the right. bars. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it hits home because it's personal with my family, but I also love the way that it comes out when I make it here. Well, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So how are you making these margaritas? So I do a variety. The first thing is I always muddle fruit. Um, and we, we get a ton of fruit here that you know I have two boys so they love fruit so we always have it here um I've done anything from blueberries to peaches to of course strawberries um and it starts with the muddling process and usually um I'll put either a little bit of sugar or even a, a artificial sugar sometimes when I'm trying to save those carbs um and then I'll muddle that um fresh lime always um, and then I'll get all that before the tequila enters the picture or any liqueurs, I'll get that all muddled up. I think you and I, you always put your stuff before you put the liquor in as well. Um, but it's smart and I'll do that. And then I'll, uh, add my tequila 
and then um, I'll add the ice. And then I never shake it as well because for me a margarita gets, first of all, I don't believe in blended margaritas. Um, <laughs> As for my personal taste. Mm -hmm. The blender's broken at every bar. (laughs) (laughs) As it should be. Um, We shouldn't give away our secrets. (laughs) Exactly. I don't shake it either because I don't want that that flavor to go away from the ice and the watering down process. So um, I usually will put it back and forth in a cup like once or twice, or I'll just stir it. And um, another thing that we do here is tahini and no salt. So that's... I know that's kind of coming around. It's a newer thing in the, in the industry, but it's one of our favorites and it really accents the fruit. So um, as far as liqueurs go, Cointreau, I like uh, very little amount. I don't like a lot of uh, sweet. So the sweet and sour products are never something that we would have here. Um, Grand Marnier is a little too sweet for me as well. So I just stick with the fruit coming through. Um, and if I have to do a little like sugar syrup or something like that, I will, but mine are pretty tart, but I like it that way. Um, I think we're the same. We like fresh, Mm -hmm. fresh and like no artificial. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, um, if I'm feeling the need to make it, uh, go further, I'll put a little splash of soda just to give it a little bit more bubble. But for the most part, I mean, that's it. If I need, if sometimes I'll do a splash of water. So it just depends how much juice I get from the fruit um, and how strong I want the, the tequila to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty my, much my recipe. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we, you're very we welcome. An awesome picture of you with a bottle of tequila to share mm, with I know. our listeners. <laughs> is that not how Applebee's does their dollar margaritas? <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly how they do them. <laughs> the same amount of love and everything. <laughs> if, if I knew that, I'd be there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing uh, yeah. that with us. I had just one final question to ask you, and that is, what the strangest drink a customer has ever requested from you is? Um, I was thinking about this. I have a really poor memory sometimes when you have a lot of people asking for really, I don't know if it's weird things, but sometimes dumb things that they ask you for. (laughs) Um, I was asked for a pink panties at one point. What's that? Um, It's, it was, it's basically a, a light rum, a dark rum and a spice rum all together um grenadine um i believe it was like a fruit punch mix like orange juice pineapple and uh cranberry all mixed together and wow oh, God. right right it has so many steps <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't even know how he how the person wanted me to make it so i just put it all in and shook it up and it looks so horrible and brown. like the brown. Name. brown. <laughs> yeah. And the name just, it was just one of those tacky drinks. Um, yeah. I think, and weird with the concoction of that, you know? Yeah. I think uh, a man asking for that, it's, I'm not trying to, no gender roles yeah. or anything like that. I just think it's right. kind of creepy. Right. <laughs> and I want to say, he even said it creepy when he asked for it. Can I get some pink panties? <laughs> like, way to put me in a different mood dude <laughs> so I don't know if that's borderline weird but it, the whole situation was a little awkward <laughs> I think it qualifies 
All right, we are back with our great friend, Mike Schinkel. Hey, he's... how's it going? Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us today. Howdy ho. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and your history in the bar industry. Uh, well, uh, I'm kind of a re returning bar slash hospitality guy. I used to do um, five-star uh, room service and dining uh, up in Rancho Santa Fe and, and things like that in my 20s. And then I kind of uh, diverted off of that into a little bit more of a kind of professional, still uh, had some hospitality or, you know, customer service and stuff. But then I ended up doing... Um, some some stuff with playstation and video game development and that uh kind of ran its course and uh, realized that i'm not really cut out for that world which brought me back to the bartending where i can like kind of still have interactions with people and enjoy the like the hey how's it going extrovert at work and still be able to step off the stage and go into an introvert type you know type life so that worked out really well for me um, being able to make the kind of the money per dollar or per hour kind of game. So I totally relate to the relate to the extra. I, I uh, combine those words. I relate to the extravate um, <laughs> part of like it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an extrovert too. I totally understand that. Um, you, so uh, how long have you been bartending anyways? Um, so, so this round probably well, I'm, I'm about uh, five years on this one, but I was doing banquets and doing um, like fill in roles and, and things up there, probably grand total, probably about 12 years um, with some with some um, different variations of it with the like the banquet or the specialty thing where I would go to parties and I would uh, do the uh, like kind of guest star thing with for people and yeah. put on like the little show and do that, you know, and uh, it was no, it was never really a, a big chase for me um, uh, until I came until I, I was coming out of the uh, out of the other my big boy job as I refer to it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kind of it turned into a little bit more of a fun thing. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy my, like I want to be the, the 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 source of someone going, Hey, you know what? This is enjoyable. I, I was at work all day, but at least I get to go out and see Mike or, you know, and then, and then they can go, ha, right on. Cool. You know, it, it was, um, I, w I will say it was a little bit, um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I, I enjoy my time in on the stage. So that's, that's the other side. <laughs> yeah. of mm -hmm. So, and you guys, you guys know that. And, and so, yeah. You know, and I like to try to like connect people that way, like all oh, like, hey, we're talking about this. What do you, I, you were talking about this? What about that over there? So that kind of stuff. So those those are the things that I really the connections and, uh, you know, so it, it's been really fun kind of getting back really back in the game, you know, other than the, you know, the, this uh, little minor hiccup. <laughs> this, uh, this minor pandemic that we're in. Yeah, you know, yeah. just a just a little wobble, <laughs> just a wobble in the wheel, no big deal. <laughs> year long pandemic, a little bit of a yeah. year, right? Um, so we, yeah. So, uh, what drink did you decide to discuss with us today? Well, um, I, I went with the uh, grape knee high. Uh, it's uh, kind of a, it was a, an, an homage to originally to uh, 
my friends and I at in my, in our early twenties, there was a red Robin, like within walking distance. So we'd go over there and they had this drink called the grape knee And I was kept asking the guy, well, how do you make it? How do you make it? So I kept watching him. And, and that was actually, you know, back to the bartending thing is part of like the, Hey, you, you can kind of crack someone else's like, what are you doing? Like without really letting them in on it. And they realize, you know, after the fact that you cared enough to watch, mm-hmm. then they'll start to kind of like, you, they'll, you kind of broach their inner circle. So we, we did that. And uh, I think we overbroached. the old overbroach yeah so we were having fun we were having fun you know but it was it's a very it's a it's a very very sweet drink my palate's very sweet i'm not a huge um uh savory or salty guy so for this one it was is a perfect uh perfect one super lemon based and it's kind of it's super it's it's a lot like the cosmo in regards to that but um, you can kind of goof with how much of the, because the, uh, with this one, I'll, I'll give you a little, uh, the lemon, you squeeze a good, nice squeeze of a fresh lemon. You can use grape or lemon vodka. I find that the lemon vodka works better. The grape seems to get lost in the next step, uh-huh. which is the Chambord. And then you do, do the shake with that. And then I uh, put it over ice, you know, do the shake and throw it on in a cocktail glass. And you can get a little fizz from a seven up so uh, kind of brings up a little bit of it. And for me, that was just one of those things where it just kind of sugar rim hit almost every flavor of sweet for me. And I uh, probably woke up with way more of a hangover every day because of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my that's that was the thing. Um, the re- one of the reasons I picked it for you guys was uh, I was looking around at some variations, like just to, you know, see what was going on in the, the uh, there was a lot of love for the agave syrup version or the agave uh, nectar version. Oh. Um, they really liked that. And um, honestly, haven't been able to get one for myself. And then the other one, which was the big one where I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I need to do it. Two parts gin, one part vodka, and grape and water enhancer. <laughs> That's perfect. Like a meal. Like yeah, yeah, like exactly. a crystal light. <laughs> exactly. Just a straight, like, hey, we weren't messing All around. It, it, it tastes like grape. <laughs> I so am. That- we weren't those people at all, like bringing our own flavorings to Florida. Oh, no, no. We, uh, <laughs> but, but no, but was... I mean, the grape knee high is a, like an actual grape soda that you can Actually, buy. Yeah. yeah, it's a so... it's a it's a Fanta type thing. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember it, my fir- I think my first like interaction with it was uh, watching um, MASH as a kid. Um, Radar O'Reilly, the uh, the I think his name was Gary Ogden or Gary Bergdorf. Andy, you could be my. My, my, my corrector on this one um but he's he was like, one of, <laughs> he was an actor actually uh, on mash that was um it was interesting to me and i didn't figure it out until i was a little bit older but he always favored his left arm and mm-hmm. when his right arm he had a um a, 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 something that happened a birth defect or something that originally so they hid it in the in the tv show super cool and i was like i like that i like how they do how they played around 
didn't mess with it, but then he became, he was a soft guy. He always drank the grape knee highs and he would get really loaded on these grape knee highs. So, <laughs> and uh, it was kind of like a, a, like an homage to when I was like younger and seeing like, like uh, Rosie's bar and like, you don't always have mm. to drink alcohol, but if you're gonna make it sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love but that. yeah, that was, that was kind of like, for me, that was the, the, the big, the big one was uh, I, I, I was a, uh, it, it set up really well for my palate. Um, everybody drank beer around me and I, I was just, I just didn't have the, the I'm not willing to trade like a versus my, Hey, stuff. yeah. So I, I went with like the, when California coolers came out and nice. like, <laughs> yes, I was oh, a Zeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like just, to like throw you off a little bit like what do you think the uh the most bizarre drink anyone has ever attempted to order from you could be well the 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 ones where you know like the the curveballs of like where you're like huh i don't think i've ever seen that one before was uh like there was a kid who was trying to impress his date one time and i was doing a um like i was doing a door shift but at uh, this particular bar the um the bartender was very active in the uh i gotta go to the bathroom game mm. so uh <laughs> yep. so uh-huh. i would ju- i would dive behind i would dive behind the bar and um the uh, one time this guy's like hey i'll have a johnny walker black old-fashioned and i just kind of looked at him <laughs> and i was like i what i don't think you know what you're ordering you want that yeah and and, but he he was adamant like he was like looking at his girl all impressed and i was like all right and she got like a cranberry so you know cranberry vodka whatever it was was like hey good you know (laughs) because this is gonna we're not so i made it and i threw put in front of him smiling hey how's it going and i was doing the transaction turned around and you know like the full bartender ear style walked by you know and i overheard it man this is the worst old fact i've ever had and i stopped and i looked at him and i put my finger down on the bar and i was like you know what you're probably right because you picked the wrong base that was <laughs> yeah. not like nothing about this it's like somebody put feet in like somebody you know, and, I, and i even told the guys oh God, lucia no we're no, no, no. Oh, okay cool i lost the video video. part cool perfect yeah um, so I even told the guy, I was like, you know, basically it's like as the though Lucy from I Love Lucy crushed her grapes like your old fashioned and you just ate it. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. And the girl was looking at me like kind of like nodding. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. And I was just kind of like, ah. but he was trying to call call basically the worst, you know. And I was like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I made I made the drink. You made the you made the mistake. Yeah, you made the call, man. Yeah. And but uh, the one the other one that was hilarious was the first time I was working at uh with uh, at the new place with uh, at New News with Dane. That was uh, <laughs> uh first time step behind the bar, you know, just uh one of those like where <clears throat> like, okay, cool, what do I got? You know, I, I was working at a country club at the time doing a door at another place and kind of just trying to get like, kind of get back into the game game. And uh, Dane's doing a training shift with him, just seeing where everything's at. And Dane's like, Hey man, get up there, see what's going on. And this girl who as confident as possible says, I would like a liquid marijuana. And I, and I was just frozen. I was like, 
oh my god i like you know and, and when you you know you learn all the like all the like and i was expecting gin and tonic jameson and cook like, right. <laughs> and i was just like uh turned my head and i looked at G- i looked at dane and i was like and he's like he just kind of nodded put his finger up he's like i got you and, he, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like as he's making it he's like it's all it is is a green mai tai and i was like oh hey right on cool uh-huh. thanks <laughs> But it was funny because he threw it at me and I was just like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was kind of hoping the you were going to order drink. like a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's your Budweiser. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. the, uh, but I think the, the, fir- one of the first drinks I ever, um, I ever actually knew about as a kid. Um, and you get, uh, you know, my, um, uh, my affinity towards, uh, the bad news bears uh-huh. and it was, uh, was it the buttermaker? Wow. And his is basically that you crack the Olympia, take a couple mm-hmm. sips out of it, and you pour your Jim Beam on top. And <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, kind of my brain, you know, my seven-year-old brain's like, this is actually going on. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, my mom's boyfriend was that guy. So, wow. <laughs> so for me, I was just all, huh, like, that's an actual yeah. cocktail, apparently. Like, yeah, my, my dad <laughs> used to drink Boilermakers, too. Yeah, uh, but this one is like just yeah. I don't even know. Basically, just pouring you know whiskey into an open open area of a of a beer. You know, hey, right on! I was just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> just chug, chug, chug. Exactly. So, but yeah, uh, w- when I was uh, looking for some, I'm like, I can't make it that easy. But Jeremiah and I were laughing about that. Like, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> friend you, of the what? podcast, Jeremiah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeremiah. I don't know if he. <laughs> Does he have any social? Jeremiah Aker, No, he my, doesn't my have co-worker. social media. Yeah. 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 Literally my work wife. Um, <laughs> I, like, probably on paper spend more time than I do with my wife. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's been, I like bartending a lot. Um, it's changed a little bit and I'm looking forward to getting back to some semblance of how it used to be because it was fun or it is fun giving people the experience when somebody says, Hey, I, I'm looking for something uh, in a gin. And you're like, well, what do you, you know, do you like lemon lime? What's your, yeah, what's your yeah. world? What are you, what are you trying to, you're good and, at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, for a lot of it is, is, uh, you know, that, that uh, I always have the disclaimer, I guarantee the effect. <laughs> <laughs> if you can muscle it down, like, it's probably going to mess you up. Exactly. What you came exactly. here to do will be done. Exactly. Uh, you didn't show up to get sober, did you? All right, right. I got you. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing oh. that drink and everything else oh, with no us, problem. Mike. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, hopefully we will see you soon. I, yes. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys soon, if, uh, if not professionally, at least socially. Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody, I, I think everybody should, uh, or somebody needs to come up with uh, like a, a cover of shot, 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 <laughs> And have all of us, are all the hospitality arms just poking out, hold, holding their EDD cards right in front of me, like, bam, 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 bam. Like whenever I have the EDD card, it's almost like in Fight Club. Like I just kind of like give it back to him and give the nod. like uh, yep we're in this together kids we're in this together let's do this
You're pointing at me. I am. <laughs> or you're just holding your writing device thusly. I was clicking my pen at you. How dare you? I know. So rude. That's rude in somewhere. <laughs> um, well, that was fun to catch up with uh, all of our bartender friends. Some, some we... Actually, all we haven't seen in person like this entire year. One we've never seen like in person, theoretically, uh-huh. but right. not theoretically, actually. Yeah. I I downloaded this trivia game, and uh, I it's it's called like Trivia Royale or whatever. But you you join it, and then they get a thousand contestants. So they say. I think there's a lot of AI contestants involved but anyway you you go through rounds so if you beat your opponent then you you're down to like a pool of 500 and it goes down all the way until you get to like a tournament of 64 or no 32 and then so I made it to the quarterfinals and I froze when there was a question it's all topics all subjects it's like which what part of speech is I can't even remember the word, but it was it was an adverb, and that was what the answer was. But I couldn't remember in my brain what an adverb was. So like lovingly, right? Or lovingly, anything with a lee on the end, pretty much. Dashingly, is, yeah. yeah, haphazardly, uh-huh. um, crazily, <laughs> forgetfully, yeah, as was my case. Uh, <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, so since then I've been pausing over adverbs when I hear them and I can't immediately decide which one you know, proper usage and and things like it it really fucked fucked my mind up a little bit so <laughs> I'm Is I'm it like a speed thing too? I think so. Hmm. So yeah, you get points for correct Answering correctly, see, and uh, and hastily, hastily, yeah, yeah, pointedly. Um, we just found out a show that we love is returning. Oh yes, it's not a reboot excited. or anything. No, it's like the original a, cast, which is going to be hilarious. It's a, uh, I think. A limited series, so I mean, we don't get a full. But they were short seasons anyway. Yeah, and it was one of those like ended too soon, I think. Mm-hmm. And that is Party Down. Star, yeah, Star. It was on Stars originally, I think. Yes, that um, sounds right. So that's why a lot of people didn't watch it, and that's not a slight to Stars. No, it's um, just you had to pay for it. Yeah, and it's kind of a, a fringe pay tv service but everyone that was on that whether they were known or not at the time is famous now or at least yes. has continued to work since that show well the comedy what... is so good yes it is it's hysterical um the the actors are all like phenomenal at their yes. at their um at their portrayal because they they all have different personalities and mm-hmm. so there are different types of comedic acting. Um, there's some that are more of like the straight 
mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Martin Starr, the, right. and then some that are a little more, a little more a little wackadoo. But um, but their downfall was that they, not that they were too good, but some of the people excelled on other shows. So yeah. like Jane Lynch was Jane in Lynch. it, but she left. Um, uh, Megan Mullally was on it. Yeah. Kristen Bell was on it for a minute. Um, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. Uh, Jane Lynch left because Glee blew up. Yeah. And so, you know, she, she left to concentrate on Adam that. Scott, Parks Same and thing Rec. With, yeah, yeah. Adam Scott and Parks and Rec. Are we um, having fun yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, so great, great stuff. If you haven't, it, it, I think it's on, it's on Netflix or Hulu. Um, the, I think it's on Hulu, but yeah. I, I'm not certain. Um, so very, I think it's Hulu. very, um, yeah. I mean, very speaking funny. of the service industry, like anyone that's ever bartended a wedding or anything can totally relate oh, yeah. to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they are such bad employees, but I have seen so much of like previous experiences that I've had in that show. So they're, like, uh, oh, that's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. They work for a, a catering company called Party Down. Uh, and then they do all sorts of events, um, catered events. And so from like house parties to, um, to, you know, sponsored events. But the other thing too, is that not only is the cast, the main cast, or the guest good, stars, but the guest stars for each so episode of party. I mean, you have JK Simmons, you mm-hmm. have, um, uh, Steven Weber is one of my favorites. That um, episode is hysterical. Um, they all Josh are. Gad, he's Josh in Gad, it too. yeah. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's just watch it, it and then it. be ready for the uh, yeah the limited release. I don't know what, what stage you're in if they're. I think it's a still pre-production, right? They haven't. They haven't begun yeah. filming yet. They will soon. Spring that says. Well. So what? Uh, that's something that we will be watching, and we should. I mean, we always revisit that. We've been working our way through. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, slowly. Um, and what new things have? Um, well, have we got through? Gotten through? Got through? We're watching through. The Bachelor still. Um, it's almost <laughs> finished with this season. I literally have nothing to say about that because there's so many podcasts about it. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff we'll talk about at a later date. We watched. Um, the Mormon murders, right? I the actual name escapes me right now. I think it's that. <laughs> it's like the Mormon the murders. Mormon murders. Or so, like that. yeah, this was a uh, it's a limited docu series on Netflix, right? Yes. Um, that is about murder among the Mormons. Murder among the Mormons. My bad. <laughs> um, I oversimplified it. So, uh, and I will quote from the show in that it examines the uh, seedy underbelly of the Mormon document dealing uh, world, if you will. <laughs> and it sounds like if you don't, it, it, so I have a couple of things to say about this. Um, if you're not aware, um, the Mormon church has had a, a history of keeping very detailed and thorough genealogy records and uh and documents um because you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of worth to 
to those things in there, not just for their religion, but for their members as well. Um, so, so that's a thing. It sounds like, you know, like what, what are you talking about? But, um, uh, so that's a thing, but also, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> defending a religion, one religion over another, but I think any religion more Mormonism tends to be, um, I think made light of or ridiculed by people that practice other religions as if their their beliefs aren't as left field wacky or yeah right. i mean they're always you know, oh my gosh i can't believe they wear magic underwear you know whatever <laughs> whatever weird things that they they fixate on where it's like well eh, you drink you know, christ's blood every weekend so <laughs> easter's coming up and do we really want to get into the uh <laughs> into the uh meaning behind that or how that got around because <laughs> it's basically like the i don't know whatever full moon after the something or other it's, fertility. And it's, like, it's a pagan holiday yeah it's a pagan to shit yeah uh that they just massaged into <laughs> anyway that's a whole other deep dive we're not getting deal. into today <laughs> tune into my other pod- podcast andy gets real with religion <laughs> that's not that's not real that's not a that's that's not not a real real thing or is it or is it question mark question mark we Um, should uh, so yeah we watch that pretend that it's real and then there's this whole reference it later on yeah um the first two episodes were pretty boring but the second two it was like what yeah it's not a fast mover at first but we finished it it all in one day right i think so yeah one night there's just four episodes we were drinking it yep. was probably after we recorded the last podcast, to be honest. So, uh, I mean, unless you wanted to talk about that bad movie we watched, I think that's just about all we're uh, watching. Yeah, I think we can spare everyone Yeah, see that. Let's get, uh, they probably want to get to, um, if they haven't started already, get to make some of those drinks that they... Absolutely. They heard. Yeah, you got your... Uh, your margaritas, your cherry limeades, your gin thing, uh, no name gin, green drink, um, the grape knee high, the grape knee high, and the mule. Try to space them out a little bit, <laughs> just for your own right. Safety. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna drink all five at once, we didn't tell you to do that. Right, we did not tell you to do that, or we didn't tell you to not do that, but. For liability reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's great for this week. Um, we've got a f- little fun special treat planned for you next week as well. Yes. But it's um, just going to be us. You're stuck with us. We are. Right. Whoop. Well, on that note. As usual. Be safe. Be smart. And be sanitary. Be sanitary. Thank you for listening to Homebound Happy Hour. Stream or download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give our Facebook page a like at Homebound Happy Hour and follow on Instagram at Homebound Happy Hour Podcast.